0: How oh.
1: Hearty, sunny, full moon. Greetings to all the brothers and sisters. We are into the much awaited Gemini full moon energies. It means a lot. It means such a lot <laughs> that uh, not all can be expressed in speech. These are the sublime hours in which the esoteric temples are opened. Germany preserves over all the esoteric temples. The temples, which are also ashrams of the masters, the temples up to the cosmic plane are opened. The two pillars which stand on either side of Jamini enable an open door situation for disciples to enter into the temples. Whenever we see the two pillars of Gemini, we should also recollect that there are the pillars that, that enable entry into the temple. One is objectivity, another is subjectivity. In between the objective and subjective,
0: one can meet
1: the, the Master, the master of the Universe, <coughs> who is inside the temple, of whom the soul and the nature are but the two representatives, an equilibrium, an equilibrium between the soul and personality, an equilibrium between soul and personality, enables entry into the temple to experience the master of wisdom. As I said yesterday, soul is vertical. So the adjustment is only for the horizontal. Soul is always vertical. When horizontal makes a right, relation with the soul. Meaning, when personality makes a right relation with the soul,
2: entry into the
1: temple becomes possible. It is the horizontal that may make a right angle with the vertical. It has the possibility of making an acute angle. It also has a possibility of making an obtuse angle. It's the horizontal, which is flexible. It is flexible, it is inconsistent, it is unstable. The personality. Or, as I said in the first class, the younger brother. Your personality is your younger brother, and your master is your elder brother. You are the middle one. The soul is the middle one between his personality and the master. That's why middle one is of great consequence. Arjuna is the middle one among the five Pandavas. Like that there are stories. Let us not... There are so many sublime aspects of Germany. I wish to inform you as a synthesis of teachings. You do not directly find them in the books. <coughs> That's why I don't get into stories so much. When i when there is A story is given when the top topic is getting too serious. When the the topic is in the very beginning, why a story? Let us get into the full moon energies which enable entry into the temple. Gemini full moon and its counterpart Sagittarius full moon. These two full moons are grand opportunities to enter into the sublime temples the cave temples on the planet and even into the temples in the higher planes. The beauty of Gemini full moon and Sagittarius full moon is such that the Masonic temples are all opened. In the subjective plane, in the esoteric plane, the masonry activity is governed by Gemini. And the initiations happen in Sagittarius. (coughs) Sagittarius is a sign of initiation because there you have the aspiration. So the initiations happen in Sagittarius, but in in the temple. But the the temples are all governed by Gemini. So uh, during the full moon hours, There is such an excellent uh, opportunity to experience the temple within oneself and also to find entry into the temple of the master to whom an aspirant belongs to, and also into the seventh-ray temples
0: so much is the
1: opportunity relating to it i wish to start the talk with the full moon energy as is available for this time and then get into other details of gemini because if the sunshine is is so profound it takes it takes lot of classes to explain each of these signs. Let us take the Gemini full moon that we have now, in which we are. The moon is in the last degrees of Sagittarius. The sun is in the last degrees of Gemini.
0: Sun is in
1: the twenty-ninth degree of Gemini. Moon, at the moment, is in the 27th degree in Sagittarius. As we go through the class, we have the full moon point happening also. So therefore, it enables us. The moon in Sagittarius relates to the sun in Gemini. And the sun in Germany is related to his son in the higher dimension. I will explain how it is. In Germany there are three decanates. Every sign has three decanates. The first decanate of Germany he is ruled by Jupiter. The first, decade, the first 10 degrees, are ruled by Jupiter. That means, if one is born between 21st or 22nd May to 1st June, those Gemini born ones have the, the benefit of the presence of Jupiter because They are generally lucky. (coughs) Jupiter, Mercury. Many are born in our group between 22nd May to second zone. 22nd May to first zone. There are many, in, in all groups invariably, there are those who are born in this time. They have a blessing in this sense. They have the presence of Jupiter meaning an unseen blessing, an unseen blessing. That is the, the the constellation is also called a Mrugasira for the first part. I am just introducing the names later sometime in future decades or lives. They will be opened in you, the constellations. Give a deeper understanding of the sun The second decanate is ruled by Mars in Germany. Second decanate is ruled by Mars. Don't think that all Germany are very goody goody people and very soft people. Mm-hmm. The Geminians who are born between second zone to say, twelfth approximately, depending on the movement of sun. They have the force with them, force, force of Mars. They are forceful. They are not only tactful, they are also very forceful. The third decanate of Gemini is ruled by sun the beauty. The third decanate is ruled by the sun in Gemini. Overall ruler is Mercury for Gemini. But if you go on a decadent basis, sun rules Gemini in the third decanate. So therefore When sun rules Gemini and sun, when we relate to sun, when sun is is in his best position in Gemini, when sun is in his best position in Gemini, the full moon is happening. Full moon can happen anywhere during during the month. We have Gemini full moon happening anywhere during those 30 days, you know. But every Gemini full moon is not the same. That's what I said in the very beginning. Every day is not Sunday. Nothing happens in creation as before. Everything happens as never before. Apurva, apurva. There is no repetition in creation. There is no repetition. Just as we do a repeated functioning of eating the same breakfast, drinking the same coffee from the same cup, sitting in the same place. <laughs> All this is with us, because we are stuck. But in creation everything is ever moving, ever changing, bringing the needed freshness, needed fresh Change has its freshness. And there is a saying in English, change is charming. Change is charming. But if it is too much of a change, it's no more a charm.
0: <laughs> so there is the
1: soul which is stable. There is the personality which is ever changing. Isn't
2: it? So what is
1: happening during this full moon? Moon is in the third of Sagittarius. Moon is the third decanate of Sagittarius. Sun is the third decanate of Gemini. The third decanate in Sagittarius for the moon, it has a special quality. The constellation gives the clue. It enables you to transcend. The beauty of the of Sagittarius is the first decade is, is an emission. It's aspiration. First decade. Second decade, the anterior is into realms of light. Anterior is into realms of light. Already there is an ascent with the four legs front legs. And then the rear legs also join the front legs. That is what is called the posterior leap. If you see the animal, as it climbs, it takes the first two steps up and then joins the next two steps, so that it has made a transformation. That's how Sagittarius is. So the moon is in such a decade where you make a transition. Moon makes a transition, it, it already started last night, it continues till tomorrow. It's the sun in that decade where he shines forth best in gym, where he is connected to his sun. Like, like, that's the beauty of the full moon. When we make a proper observation of placements of these luminaries, namely the moon and the sun, they, they transfer. From now and we are entering into the 15th phase, which culminates into 16th phase tomorrow. Same light prevails with the moon tomorrow, provided you are able to see the moon with so many clouds around. (coughs) Sixteen faces you, sixteen different dimensions as the sixteen moons around the crown of the mother. That's how it is said. We also have the meditation relating to it. So the full bloom can happen and it enables you, all is light with you, and you find entry into the temple. Entry into the temple. So, when we're coming back to the three decanates, the first decanate is ruled by Jupiter. And when is Mekal happening? When is Mekal happening? In the first decanate of Gemini. Jim- it's not by accident. People, the, the master do not do things in an accidental manner. For it is a great revelation, and we come to know what made him to do it that way. He has selected seventh degree of Zoom, seventh degree of Gemini, for the May call on 29th May. Generally, it happens on seventh degree. Seven has its own importance, and it is in the first decade of Gemini because Jupiter rules Gemini and that. So if we are to relate to Gemini every time, we should think the first degree, ten degrees, it enables us to relate well to the Master. The second degree of ten degrees is ruled by Mars because there is a constellation called Ardra in German. Ardra. It is Rudra vibration. The Rudra vibration is supplied by the Kumara, that is Mars. That is Mars. Mars is Kumara. For details, please read the book, Mars, the Kumara. <coughs> it's a grand. Principle in creation, Kumara. So the Kumara principle brings in the Rudra vibrations during the second set of ten days in Germany. As a consequence, the blessing of, the, of Jupiter, the consecration of Mars enables you to experience the sun, meaning the I am in you, the life, the soul in you. The soul in you can be experienced during the culminating decanate of Gemini. And if a full moon happens in that time, it is like a cherry over the ice cream. The full moon is ice cream, when it is, happen, when it is happening in the third decanate, there is also a cherry in it. So that's how you, when you gain this kind of information, your ability to contemplate uh, 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 multiplies itself into different dimensions. The temple is open. The temple is in the head. The entry is through the Throat. The entry point is through the throat. So through the two pillars which are said to be the two vocal cords. The two pillars are the two vocal cords and hence they have to be carefully related to. You cannot use your vocal cords as you like. That's the discipline I spoke of yesterday. The speech discipline is of great importance. Those who follow the speech regulations well are the only ones who can be initiated through sound. Jupiter works through sound. Jupiter works through sound. He initiates through sound, because through sound he enables you to realize the light. Therefore Master C. V. V. whose mission, his his house is Aquarius. He is an Aquarius Master. By train in Germany, he initiates us through Mekal. Through art, through the sound key. Sound key. Sound is inseparable with Jupiter. Jupiter and sound they go they go together. Venus and color they go together. So therefore when the when Jupiter Master Jupiter is at work. If he intends initiating, he gives a mystic sound, which has to be consciously uttered at the throat. (coughs) You cannot be casual when you say, Master, Namaskar. You cannot be... Your whole being shall have to be present at the throat.
0: And with the help of exhalation,
1: you utter forth the sound, then there is the light into the temple happening through the sound that is uttered at the throat. The light happens up to Aquarius, that is up to the top of your forehead. The top of your forehead is Aquarius. The middle of the forehead you can take it as Aries. The face which consists of the eyes, the nose, the mouth, the ears, is Taurus And you are in Gemini. And every time, not only in the month of Gemini, each time you utter four, it's a work. It's a work. That connects Gemini to Taurus, to Aries, and to Aquarius. In between there is Pisces. So these dimensions lead you to different comprehension in the head. Regularly working with the sound enables the Lighting the head. Lighting the head. So utter forth and see how the vibrations keep functioning in the head. And as long as you are relating to the vibrations of the sound, you stand the chance to experience the related light. That's what happens. That is why we all has come to be in the first decade, because Germany represents the throat, Germany represents humanity. Humanity represents humanity means the representatives of humanity, not the whole humanity.
3: Representatives
1: means the representatives of hierarchy functioning on the planet. The other name for them is accepted disciples. For them to relate to humanity, throat is the center. They express at the throat to relate to the higher circles. And again, with the help of the throat, only they relate to the world. To the world they relate through the throat. They relate to hierarchy, shambhala, etc., etc., Again, we threw the throat. So, throat is the temple. You enter the temple, you exit the temple. On the other side of the pillar, there is the temple. On this side of the pillar,
2: there is the objective
1: world. So, that's why Germany holds many secrets relating to masonry and the temple activity with the compass as the main symbol. Compass is the most important symbol of mastery, isn't it? Compass set in right angle. We have the symbol of mastery. With the compass set in right angle upon a square, the square is the objective world. The square is the objective, visible, manifested world. The triangle is the unmanifest world, unmanifest. So the unmanifest world is the base for the manifest, manifesting world. That's why Aries, Taurus, Gemini, they found the potential for manifestation of the subsequent nine months of the year. Your ability to frequently enter into the temple enables you to come back afresh with will, knowledge and the skill of action, intelligent activity. Because Germany is full of intelligent activity, which means, what is intelligent activity? The intelligence is in trying to offer oneself to the other. That's the intelligence. The intelligent activity which I spoke of yesterday by Vishwakarma, the great architect of the universe, he said the action is only meant for others, not for you. Poor Poor is the one who thinks of himself. And each one of us can evaluate ourselves if we are really poor or if we are really rich. In you, in you the welfare of others is predominant. If in you the welfare of others is predominant, you are Growing approximate to the great architect, Vishwakarma, or Paimandaris. In you, the concern is only about you. You are very far away from it. You cannot be said to be carrying out any intelligent activity from the standpoint of scriptures. You may be very intelligent in gaining things from the world. That intelligence doesn't let you into the temple. The eligibility to enter into the temple is on the basis of the genuine service you have rendered in the objectivity. Genuine service rendered in the objectivity by which gradually your nature, your nature tends to be service-oriented, but not self-service-oriented. See, how in our habits also, from serving to self-serving, we have to degenerate it, Isn't it? In earlier days, people took pleasure in serving others. Isn't it? Now there is a self-service. That means there is no way that you serve others. You go and fill your plate, eat, and again you go, fill your plate and eat. Again you go and you fill your plate and eat for yourself and and try to be fast enough so that you take as many things as you can. Isn't it? Fifty minutes after at the breakfast table, already some items would be missing. Isn't it? Not all those cakes, not all those bread, not all those fruits, which are very sought after. They disappear in fifteen minutes. Not that I come and see there, but that is what we are. (laughs) We are very fast to pick up what is tasty to us. Do we think of others? Do we think of others when we make a service into our plate?
2: Do you have
1: a consideration for the others? That you, that you think of others before you use it for yourself. In these matters only everything is seen. Everything is seen. Do you have a concern for others? Do you have a concern for yourself? That is what the theme. I don't need to elaborate it to us because it is disappointing to us. <laughs> <coughs> Because we are otherwise intelligent. We are otherwise intelligent, but not intelligent as originally intended by the plan. So this intelligent activity, unless properly performed in right angle, in right angle, entry into the temple is, you may break your head, you may think that you can walk through the pillar but exactly as you go near, there the pillow will be and will you hit your head. You make another attempt to slightly walk, take to another position and again enter again, it hits here. You are not allowed to enter because you have not made a mark in matters of serving the pillar, fellow being. Fellow being is not only human, every being. That's the basis for the entry into the temple. And uh, once you are into the temple, you gain more responsibility. Don't think entry into the temple is a privilege. Entry into the temple, you are immediately entrusted with greater responsibilities. And you feel, I have to fill up, work for those responsibilities. You shall no more be as free as before. Because you are now a consecrated being. Consecrated being. Just like a bull, when you thread through its nose and use it for cultivation, it is now consecrated for cultivation. It cannot just go around showing up itself. There is no more variety for the bull to show because it is threaded and is always put to cultivation. Likewise, entry into temple involves additional responsibility and hence there should be no enthusiasm to get into the temple unless you are enthusiastic of responsibilities. It's a funny situation. We are enthusiastic of privileges and rights. But in the discipleship one has to be enthusiastic of additional responsibilities. Not privileges, not rights. That's the beauty of it. So coming back to the topic, the entry into the temple, he is a sure prophecy for the disciples, for the aspirants. Disciples anyway enter. For the aspirants during the full moon of Gemini and full moon of Sagittarius. That's why temples are said to have to, to be opening during the full moon of Gemini and full moon of Sagittarius. Accordingly, even in the exotic Masonic orders, this, the new ritualistic year either with the beginning of Sagittarius or with the beginning of Gemini. That's how it works. This is one dimension which we have to take when it comes to the Gemini. And also, especially this Gemini, with the moon making a leap forward, it is transcending moons. This full moon enables transition. And then sun is in the most comfortable placement in the house of Gemini. Most comfortable placement in the house of Gemini. That's where the whole work happens that the moon relates to the sun and takes to The light which is beyond, beyond the sun. The light which is beyond the sun is what we call the cosmic Christ, who we call the Avatar of Synthesis, who we call the cosmic Jupiter presiding in the great grand lord in Sirius. It leads you to that. As I explained to you, how Gemini. He is the gateway for the energies of Sirius to enter into our system and initiate beings who are aspirants. Gemini Sagittarius. Sagittarius speaks of aspiration.
2: Aspiring ones
1: are immediately pulled up through the full moon hours of Gemini to be taken to the higher realms. That's this axis has... This is an axis of yoga. Gemini Sagittarius is seen as the yoga axis. And it is presided over by Tatraya at the cosmic plane. And presided over by the world teacher Maitreya, who is also in the... In the incarnation in which he became world teacher, he also was born on the full moon hours of Gemini. Masajalpul When he took this initiation and became an adept, he was also born on the full moon of Gemini. That's how these, they become relevant to us. Apart from the sublime concept of male-female God, male-female. So many, how profound is the situation
0: when we try to
1: understand the energies that are presented to us. So this is one dimension which we need to gain about the full moon, its, uh, its impact on us that it comes from very high circles, very high circles. The cosmic, the, it is said, I will read out from, the, from what Master Jalpur he quotes from an old commentary which has been very inspiring to me. Very early in my learning, very early in my learning, the cosmic Christ who is beyond coming from Sirius, the teacher in Sirius, he looks down upon the calling ones inside the terrace through Germany, through the sunshine Germany from Sirius. Where the head is of the cosmic Christ, he sees through the two pillars of Gemini down under onto the planet where there are truly aspiring beings. All aspiring beings are Sagittarians by nature. All those who are born in Sagittarius may not be aspiring, they are two different things. All those who are born in Sagittarius need not necessarily be aspiring for light. They may be having other aspirations. The the ones who are aspiring for light is seen by the Most High through this full moon, through this full moon, and they are pulled up from, from Sagittarius to Gemini and beyond. That's how the theme is. And this lord has one leg in Pleiades, another leg in Great Bear. The lord has one leg in Great Bear, another leg in Pleiades, and his head is in Sirius. And he sees through Gemini to reach out to the cry of the beings is the cry of the beings who are looking for upliftment from the earth. That's what it is. I will just read it out and give a pass because I need a pass. <laughs> read the things. That's why
2: regular reading
1: would be, would enable us to retain things in us gradually. Insofar as we we enter into the practice relating to it. When we do not practice from what we get from the study, it remains always a bewildering knowledge. We are always awestruck whenever you read the teachings of the masters, because we don't practice them. If you practice them, you, at the right moment, you recollect only for your benefit. I, co- I read the old commentary which the master produced himself. <coughs> upon the golden triangle, the cosmic Christ appears. Upon the golden triangle, the cosmic Christ appears. appeared. His head is in Gemini. One foot upon the field of seven fathers, one foot upon the field of seven fathers, meaning the great bear. The other planted in the field of seven mothers. Thus, for the great one stood. His consciousness interned. He is always the divinity. He is in, always in contemplation. Interned means he is He is focused elsewhere. He is his consciousness is intent, aware of the three but not of four. Intent with suddenness, he heard a sound go forth. Aroused, arousing to that cry, he heard the cry. The three are the Gemini Playa, and great bear, this golden triangle, he is, he is conscious of it and he is interned, meaning he is always, his energies always are uprising, they do not flow downwards. The energies of the divinity are always uprising, they are going to beyond. That is the name given to the Lord as Kapardini. We say Shilad Shiva he is called Kapardini, meaning his energies never turn down. They are always turned up. But if there is a genuine cry, instantly it comes down. Instantly. Sadhyojata is one of the characteristics said to be of Lord Shiva. The first slagos. That means when he, heard, when he hears a jiranjayan cry, he is the first one to reach. The first one. And he is the fastest to reach. That's why we start whenever we <laughs> worship. Lord Shiva first we say, Om Sadyo jata namo namah. Meaning in a split second he is present. If, you are, if your location is Be full of intent.
3: So here, though he is intent,
1: (coughs) with suddenness he heard a sound go forth. Arousing to that cry, he stretched himself, reached forth both arms in understanding of love, and lo, the cross was formed. That's what he said. And he hears the cry, that's the picture you carry, you know, like this. I am here. Come up to me. This kind of pastor, which is very familiar with Christ, he is symbolized by cross. It is symbolized by cross. But cross doesn't give you this message. Does it give you? It only gives you the message of sorrow of crucifixion. But this is the original posture as it exists in the Vedas in relation to the cosmic cries. He is normally three, normally a triangular energy, upward moving. When there is a genuine cry, he makes a fourth dimension looking down upon those who cry for him. And therefore he stretches his hands and hence there is... The Cosmic Christ inviting you into him. This Cosmic Christ is what we call, they are called in different devs and different theologies. That is what we call the four-armed Vishnu. He is also called Amadhyos. He is called second logos. The one who is first way, meaning always moving up, tends to be second of love and wisdom. So that is what.
0: when you read these passages,
1: you have to contemplate them. because the Master himself quotes from the most ancient commentaries, which are not accessible to us. The whole commentary says like this he says this this is ever the eternal triangle to be found bef- behind the fourfold phenomena of appearance." Speaking symbolically and in the words of an old commentary, that's how he starts. His commentary is, upon the golden triangle, the cosmic Christ appears. He said in Germany, one foot upon field of seven fathers and the other foot planted in the field of seven mothers. Thus for eons, the great one stood, his consciousness interned, Arousing to, that, to the cry, he stretched himself forth, reached forth with both arms, with an understanding of love. Lo, the cross is formed. So Gemini is, there, is, is therefore said to be the symbol of Christ and Cosmic Christ, or Vishnu, no? or the 4 arms one who is willing to descend, willing to descend. He heard the cry of the mother. See, so the mother also cries for the children no? Father does not. <laughs>
0: the
1: mother cries for the children. He also heard the cry of the mother, that is Virgo, and the seeker, Chasitaris, and of the submerged fish, Pisces. Lo, the cross changed. Cause of change appeared through Gemini, rem, with, the, with the Gemini remaining as the head. This is a mystery. Here. When he says this is the mystery, should we not contemplate upon it? Firstly, we do not read. By that, we are already very lucky. <laughs> we do not read, though it is available. Even if we read, we pass by. Isn't it? And we only have a feeling that I have read uh, Tibetan. I have read Tibetan. We keep on swinging our head <laughs> like a melon or a pumpkin. But what it is, this is what is explained at great length. You know? And this is a profound concept which appears. In, uh, in Gemini as the concept of Night, And I will come back to it after my natural duties. After my body demands every one hour, especially during the morning hours. Contemplate upon this Christ with his head in Gemini and the two legs in one in is one in great way, and then hope with open arms he would like to receive us, if only we wish to reach him. May that be our contemplation. Register what is, what is said, don't bother about it, even if you see. <laughs> it is from a book.
0: <laughs> is it?
1: it is in Esoteric Astrology under the caption, Gemini. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Casper Christ stands with his two hands stretched. And he is waiting to receive the beings of the solar system, not only the earth, are the beings. And uh, the Christ on the planet, who is the world teacher, he regularly does it in the morning and evening hours. Every morning and evening hours in Himalayas, he stands under a hikas religious tree, with his two arms stretched, to receive all those who ardently pray, to receive into and, and he transfers to them the needed energies, an ardent prayer, during the local dawn and discovers would help you to receive the energies coming through the world teacher to us. He is the planetary representative for the cosmic Christ. He plays the role of the, of the second Lagos on the planet. Sanat Kumara plays the role of the first Lagos on the planet. So, every day in the morning and in the evening, when we chant Maitreya,
2: you should imagine
1: this. That you are in a sublime icy, icy peaks and valleys of Himalayas, where the Master stands under a ficus tree. It's a beautiful tree. In the night it shines forth in a silky silver color. In the night it shines forth in a silky silver color. With leaves making all kinds of twinklings. Just imagine it's so beautiful. It it is true. I'm not putting you to any dream. And during the morning hours it shines forth with golden light. The leaves are golden, the branches are golden, the the trunk is golden, all is golden. It's a huge tree. The master stands under it with his stretched arms and is willing to transmit energies with love through his heart and through his hands to all the beings who are ardent seekers this is this is a factual daily event that happens twice a day therefore morning maitreya song and evening maitreya song. <coughs> when you this when you sing this song you should relate to the real well teacher lord maitreya who is called the christ standing under such a sublime tree, magical tree, and transmitting energies to the ardent seekers. And he too takes different colors, coming to different times. And essentially <coughs> the silver color and the golden color. During the night hours, it is silver with the tinge of blue, And during the morning times it is brilliant golden with the tinge of orange. This is how you can experience whenever you sing the song of Maitreya, either in the morning hours or during the evening hours. This is because Maitreya, he was receiving his teachings from his teacher. For fifty years under that tree, just under the tree, the teacher and the student spent fifty years, five zero years. Where the master, Parashara, the then world teacher, he is the preceding, the world teacher in the preceding cycle, he dictated a grand scripture to Lord Maitreya and did meditations along with Lord Maitreya under that tree. Eventually, that tree became immortal. It's an immortal tree that is never wearing, and it is always in full bloom with its uh, well-palmed leaves, branches, and with very strong, long, tall trunk. So that is a dimension which is happening on a regular basis. For such a situation, he, he is only a replica of the, the, the cosmic Christ or Vishnu, we call it. a replica of it. That's why it is said in the Puranas that Marad is embodiment of Vishnu upon the planet. Vedavyasa, the grand seer who classified Vedas, who gave Puranas, and who wrote Mahabharata in which Bhagavad-gita is but a part, he himself mentions in the scriptures that Maitreya is embodiment of the second Lagos upon the planet. He is the Christ in the western he is the christ in the eastern parlors is maitreya a representative of vishnu <clears throat> and he has his higher counterpart as cosmic christ or as vishnu and he gives his blessings to the entire humanity through the sun sign gemini sun sign gemini and he stands in tune with the Cosmic Christ. That's the beauty which is explained in that old commentary, <coughs> which is copied and pasted in the caption Gemini in esoteric astrology. We have, we have more details in the Eastern Puranas, more details. So therefore, what is happening when we are relating to Gemini? Especially in the full moon hours, we shall have to be relating to them that immediately gives a state of elevation to us and we are alleviated from our conditionings, our limitations, our bondages. And it is not by accident that Maitreya was born on the full moon of Germany. It's not also an accident that Master Jalakur was born during the full moon hours of Gemini. He is the mini-Christ we have. (coughs) So these are all certain dimensions which should come to us when we think of Gemini. When we think of Gemini. And Gemini, the the head of Christ, is not what we imagine. The head of Christ is not what we imagine. Some ancestors have projected some human head, but it is a five-headed being, five-headed being. Because Gemini, he is ruled by number five, isn't it? So it gives a clue that he has five heads. Worshipping five heads of the Christ is a a detailed worship. The Lord of Gemini is worshipped with five heads. What are those five heads? Again we have to fall back upon the secrets contained in Puranas. The Lord is said to be of five heads in the sense he is male-female, essentially in creation, and uh, he manifests primarily as the trinity. He primarily manifests as trinity. The male-female God, his primary manifestation is trinity. So the male-female represent the two aspects of God, and the trinity represents the three aspects. Together they are five. This is the five which is worshipped. And when you think of five-pointed star, you should think of it. In every theology there is the five-pointed star. The male-female God and the Trinity together is a composite unit that regulates the whole universe. And Gemini is... uh, with the Gemini, the five heads are complete. Gemini is male-female, isn't it? It is also the third sun sign representing the third logos. Third logos. Brahma, we call it, or intelligent activity. And intelligent activity is given birth through the second logos called love wisdom, Taurus, Taurus. And Taurus is a spring-up from Aries. First. There is, there is the first way or will, from out of which there is the spring-up of love and wisdom. From out of that there is the formation of intelligent activity. This is the trinity. Will gives birth to knowledge. Will contains knowledge and intelligent activity. It is potentially the three, the three in one. Will. It has will it. Shiva contains Vishnu in him. Because half of him is Vishnu, half of him is himself. Male, female. And Vishnu gives birth to Brahma. That's how the Puranas explain. We need to understand the meaning behind. That's why Aries, Taras and Gemini represent the Trinity for the universe, for the the year. For this cycle of time, the Trinity present themselves through Aries, Taurus, and Gemini as Shiva, Vishnu, and Brahma, or as first Lagos, second Lagos, and third Lagos, or as will, knowledge, and activity. That's how the three are. So these three are the three aspects of one God who is male-female. So this male-female God is said to be holding the three primary implements for for governing the universe. The male-female God has three implements. One is will, another is knowledge and love. And the third is intelligent activity. These are the three implements of the Trinity through which the male-female female God, he, he conducts the creation with will, with knowledge, and with intelligent activity. So this is the fivefold aspect of God which is worshipped from ancient most times by the novas. <coughs> ancient most times, by the namas. That's how we have beings with five heads are worship. Basically, there is a five-syllable mantra with which it is worshipped in India, but they do not know the inner significance of the five-fold mantra, five-syllable mantra. Om Namashiva is is a mantra with five syllables. Om Namah Shivaya. It is everything they say. And uh, people transcend death and reach the Brahman just with this one mantra, Om Namah Shivaya. Fivefold mantra. And it is said in the scriptures that uh, the Lord has five heads. The four heads look four around and one head looks upward. Four heads look to east-west, north-south, and one head looks upwards. That is how he is called a panchanana, meaning the one with five heads is worship. And there is a very detailed worship of, before the ritual is started, these five heads of the Lord are first eh, invoked, realized, and worshipped. If you want this to be seen in in somewhat well presented by a shivaringam, you will find it in uh, Nepal in the temple of Paswupatinatra. It has four heads and four sides. One head looking upward. (coughs) Five-headed Lord. So Christ has five heads. Cosmic Christ has five heads. Like that then we have also a similar presentation of Ganesha. Ganesha is also worshipped with five heads. Anuman is worshipped with five heads. Gayatri is worshipped with five heads. If you have, perchance, the picture of Gayatri, you will see five heads. Why these five heads? The question somehow doesn't arise. For people, they just keep worshipping. Unless you ask why, you don't get the answers, isn't it? The, the inquisitiveness to know should always be there with a with an aspirant. Yes. We are in candor state. What is candor? We should know.
2: Why is it called
1: candlestick? We should know. We take a candlestick, we can go like this, like that. But what is candlestick? What is Shambhala? Shambhala, yes, Sanat Kumara. We to the Mongolia. But what is Shambhala? Shambhala means Shama Bala. Shama Bala means, Shama means the blue. The blue. Bala means the boy, the blue boy. That is Samat Kumara. <coughs> so, like that, what is Shavasti? What is Kalapa? For everything, there is the need for to apply the key of etymology to know. What is Kumara? You should What is every name? You should be able to go through this sound, the sound key and the etymological key, and find the significance of energies presented.
2: So, Shiva is
1: worshipped with five heads. Hanuman is worshipped with five heads. Gayatri is worshipped with five heads. Most of you must have read Practical Occultism written by Madame Levitsky in the very first instruction in the very first instruction that the madam gives if you wish to get into esoteric wisdom if you wish to get into occultism she gives a symbol to meditate that is a five a circ, five circles with five different colors five circles with five different colors in the center there is a small circle, around it there is a circle, in another color, around it there is another circle, another color, around it there is another circle, another color, and around all that there is the fifth circle with the another
0: color.
1: And she speaks of the colors relating to those circles. The five colors are another than these five, the male, female, God. With the trinity. How it is so? In the center, there is the silky silver color. The center. There is the silky, silky silver color which is called the color of the pearl. Mutti. The pearl color which is, in the night it looks bluish. In the, in the day it looks a bit reddish. And it is whitish, occur into the Reflections, the pearl. And then the circumscription is brilliant white-like diamond. Brilliant like white-like diamond. The pearl represents the lunar energy. The, the diamond represents the solar energy. The solar light is diamond. The lunar light is pearlish pleasant. So, solely lunar means diamond and pearls, or gold and silver. Sun is represented by gold, or diamond. Moon is represented by pearl, or the moonlight, the silver. Silver, gold are therefore important. Silver is one dimension, gold is another dimension. It is he and she, the male and female. The male and female are represented by the pearl color and the diamond color, or the moonlight and the sunlight. In between this, moonlight and sunlight, there are three colors. What are they? Red, blue, and then golden yellow. That's how we worship and we say Mukta Vidruma Heymaniela Dhavalaksha When like we worship Gayatri, everyone in India knows this slogan, but they don't know the import of it. They don't know how to relate to it. You can put it as five faces. You can put it as five circles. You can put it as a cross with a... See, so in a cross there is a head above, a head below, a head on, on, either, on either side.
2: Four heads and
1: there is a central head in between. In a in a four-armed cross, where the, the lower arm is not projected into the earth, the four arms are equal, isn't it? The four-arm cross, isotrically is five. Why? Because if you make a cross like that, you have one arm this side, to the right, one arm to the left, one arm up, one arm down, and there is a center. And there is a center. So it's five. So you call it five-pointed, sir, or you call call it a four-fold cross, it is five. And what are these five? The mother, the father, and the trinity. The world mother, the father of the universe, the male, female, and then the trinity. This is the most high five we have. That is what Gemini represents by this number five. Germany presents... Germany presents Aries in it. Gemini presents Taurus in itself. Gemini presents Germany itself. And it represents the male-female energy. These are the five dimensions of Gemini. And there is variety of worship on account of Gemini's relation with other other sun signs. As I said, Taurus, Aries and Taurus culminate into Gemini. Aries and Taurus culminate into Gemini. That's how this is ninety days are over. Isn't it? In Ninety degrees are covered in ninety-two days. That's what we have read today. Ninety degrees are covered in ninety-two days. And then, ninety-third day is the day of initiation. And we are handed over the rod of justice. All that I will try to explain because it is very relevant to us.
2: So, therefore,
1: Aries, Taurus, Gemini are together in Germany Because in the creator, the third logos, there is the second logos, also the first logos, the will and the knowledge as basis, he does the creation, as the creator. He is the visible one, the others are behind him. Okay? Then, Germany has a relation with Sagittarius, which I have been explaining with the lung power from two days. Gemini is but the other face of Sagittarius. Sagittarius is the other face of Gemini. They are upwards and reverse. This you should not forget the interrelation between the sun signs. <coughs> should not
0: forget.
1: So Sagittarius is connected. Then we have Aquarius connected, as I explained yesterday, Aquarius, Gemini, and Libra. Libra is connected. Libra is connected. Leo is connected. You know how Leo is connected? The Gemini Leo, no doubt they have a sextile placement, but Gemini is ruled by five, and Leo's number is five. It is fifth sign, fifth sign, connected.
2: And in the reverse
1: wheel, Scorpio is the fifth sign. Scorpio is the fifth sign. So, Scorpio is connected. There are so many connections. In the normal movement Gemini is the third sun sign, but in the reverse wheel Gemini is the tenth sun sign. In the reverse wheel Gemini is the tenth sun sign, meaning it gives fulfillment.
3: Therefore
1: Capricorn is connected. See, wisdom is so interrelated and interconnected the numbers, the colors. There are so many ways to connect it, to get the wisdom. That's why in India we have the five heads for meditation as one head is that of a bull, meaning taurus. Another head is that of a lion. A bull head a lion head. And on the top there is the eagle head represented by the higher dimension of Scorpio. Scorpio in its higher dimension is eagle and lower dimension it is a serpent. The serpent is held in the neck. The serpent is held in the neck. The eagle is in the top. One side there is bull, another side there is... Like that there are depictions. They depict lion. They they depict bull. They depict lion. They depict eagle. They depict uh, the wild boar representing Libra. And they also depict uh, the, the, the horse like this there are symbols for worship Anuman is worshipped with four heads four other heads where the monkey is is but a a blind to lion in india monkey is a, is but a blind to lion lion and monkey is a slight distortion His father is lion and kesari. Kesari. Hanuman's father is kesari. And he preferred to, to appear like monkey. So he has one monkey head. And he has one lion's head. He has one boar head. He has one eagle head. And he has one horse head. This is how Hanuman is worshipped. People who worship, they don't know the the astrological significance. When you speak of horse, we are speaking of Aries. When we speak of bull, we are speaking of... Turks. When we speak of lion, we speak of Leo. When we speak of elephant, We speak of Sagittarius. Sagittarius. When you speak of Eagle, you are speaking of Leo, as Scorpio.
2: So these are all
1: connections together which are meditated, representing the five, the fivefold.
0: And Gayatri, which is
1: generally worshipped, is also depicted with five heads. Five
2: heads. Adonai...
1: He is said to be carrying these five dimensions. Ardhanari, we call it. In Vedic in system he is called Ardhanari, meaning half male, half female. He is said to be carrying five dimensions. That's why he is worshipped with a five-fold mantra, 5 syllable mantra. So the mantra is Om Namah Shivaya. The colors are lunar light, solar light, red, blue, and golden yellow, which eventually becomes green. The number is five. So color number and the symbol is one head above, four heads around. They arrange the heads in different ways. Essentially, there is the eagle, there is horse, Aries, bull, Taurus, lion, Leo, eagle, Scorpio, elephant, Sagittarius. Five heads. Even for Ganesha, it is like that. That's why understanding the symbols would enable us to reveal vistas of wisdom. As are contained in scriptures. If you see the family of Shiva, his wife Parvati is half of him. They are together. Shiva Shakti. They are male, female. Male. His vehicle is bull. Her vehicle is lion. How many are covered? Male, female is covered. Bull is covered. Lion is covered. Their sun is elephant-headed, Ganesha. So, Sagittarius is covered. And then, another son is Kumara. The... The... The, the descending aspect is covered. And then, The vehicle of Kumara is peacock, which is but a substitute to eagle, covered. The presentation is deeply symbolic, and its meaning can be revealed only through astrology. And there there are serpents around him, and he he wears serpents. So many details. So why I give this is, the contemplative form for meditation in Germany is a five-headed being. (coughs) Five-headed being. That is what is worshipped regularly in India as Gayatri, Panchamukha Gayatri. There are traditions where they also meditate upon Panchamukha meaning five-faced Hanuman, five-faced Ganesha. Five-faced Shiva. Five-faced Mother. So five-faced, five-faced, five-faced has become very popular as a tradition, but the meaning is lost. When the meaning is lost, the tradition becomes a dead routine. Likewise, there is the five dimensions of a star. When it comes to the month of Capricorn, there is such a display of five-pointed stars.
0: Mm.
1: With a lot of fashion, not not with a lot of understanding. With a lot of fashion, celebration, we display so many five-pointed stars everywhere.
2: And we think it is Christian
1: religion. If you think so, your, limi- your understanding gets limited to insi- insignificant levels. A five-pointed star should enable you to recollect the five-fold Fivefold. <coughs> five-fold. That's the beauty of the Lord. He's five-fold. And his creation is also five-fold. That's the beauty. There is a, a hymn in uh, Mahabharata, or maybe in Upanishad. Panktam va izagum sarvam. Meaning, everything is made up of five. Panktay naeva, panktag sthu titi. Out of five, five amaj, out of five again, five amaj, out of five. It's all a network of five, that's what's a network of five.
2: Anything about five
1: you should immediately recollect about the fivefold. The fifth sun sign or the fifth moon phase. Fifth moon phase. It should enable you to recollect the fivefold law. It would lead us to a complete understanding of divinity, that it is male-female. Essentially, it has three sergeants, let us say, sergeants, Now that we have. The first Lagos, second Lagos and third Lagos are but the sergeants of the male-female god. And male-female god, in a male-female god, male and female are equal. This I have been crying out from the beginning of the seminar. (laughs) Don't think Parvati or Shakti is eh, less important compared to Shiva. Likewise, Shiva is not less important. Compared to Shakti, they are equals. The one without the other is. No good. So male-female God, that is the quality of God. And we as souls are but a representation of that. Representation of that. So the most high, when you are worshipping, You are worshipping it as a star. You are worshipping it as a star, five-pointed star. That's why there has to be worship of the Trinity as well as the male-female God. Without Trinity there is no governance, there is no activity. That's why a part of the higher part of it is five.
2: And then there is a lower
1: part relating to us. Lower part. We as souls are embedded in a form which is again fivefold. The form is fivefold. It is made up of five elements. It is organized by five senses. It is animated by five pulsations, and it perceives through five sensations. There are four sets of five, four sets of five, upon which mounts the fifth one. Again five. The essential five is male-female God with the Trinity. That's one, one set of five. Another set is the five pulsations. Another set is five sensations. Another set is five senses. And then we have the five uh, elements.
2: And we are a fivefold
1: being. In every aspect we are fivefold. The divine is fivefold, its, its form is fivefold, its being is fivefold, all is fivefold. That's why this sloka says, all is five, and it is five that multiplies by five and creates all this as five. Fivefold, fivefold, fivefold. That's how through the number key five, is the key of Mercury. That's how it is said. So, this wisdom, when we enter into Gemini, understand we have accumulated the energies of Aries and Taras into Gemini. Isn't it? We have, we have the decation, coffee decation, which is Aries. very stronger. Then we add milk to it, which is taras.
0: <laughs>
1: and then we add sugar or sugar-free. It is a it very intelligent way of drinking coffee with some taste, <laughs> isn't it? So, coffee, coffee, milk, and sugar together makes eh? a tasty coffee. Likewise, there is gemini, taras, gemini together make a complete unit because the male female God descends eh, through these three and is complete by the end of Gemini. By the end of Gemini. So so the rest is only formations, so the rest of the solar year. And the color of Gemini is of a great is of great importance. The best healing can be done hmm? The best healing can be done with uh, the Gemini color. The best healers are also hmm, Geminians. Good teachers, good healers can happen in Gemini. They can, they can heal through speech. Just by utterance, oh, don't worry, it will be okay for you. It will happen. Because in him, the five are active. When he speaks, the five are active. That's why healing through word, healing through word, healing through utterance. Many times, people would like to listen a word of blessing so that it becomes true to them. Why in, in, the, in the initiate there is the activity, the male, female, and the trinity in their complete presence? An initiate is one who is in complete attunement with these five, with this five. And gradually in him the five manifest. Therefore, he carries the will, he carries the knowledge, he carries the intelligence of action. And he can relate to the female aspect, he can relate to male aspect. And in him, the nature is stable. In him, the nature which is the younger brother I was speaking, the other self, the personality, it is stable. A stable personality is represented by full moon. We crave for full moon. You know why? The craving for full moon by beings is only to gain a stable nature. Stable nature. I mean, I'll come to healing, but something else is unfolding.
2: Stable nature is very
1: important, ultimately. Otherwise, nothing can happen in Germany. The nature is in its uh, nine folds. Nature is in its nine folds. Bola the, the primordial nature, we say, the original nature. It is the stable one. It is what we call the Divine Mother. It is what we call Aditi, Gayatri, Savitri. So many names to confuse. (laughs) The, the, The essential understanding is it is stable light. It is stable awareness. Stip. It has a constant vibration. It has no ups, it has no downs. It's a full moon. Nothing is missing in it. That's a stable nature. We need to gain it. Our nature is not that full, fully blooming one. It has waning and waxing, waning and waxing, waning and waxing. Isn't it?
0: <coughs> Sometimes
1: when we look at the face we don't feel like talking
0: because
1: you would all invite trouble when you talk at that time. The faces. Show the moon faces. <laughs> so if you look at the face you can see if we can talk now or we better postpone today, <laughs> for better time. So the phase changes according to moon phases. There are eight other aspects of nature represented by the three qualities and five elements. Three qualities, dynamism, inertia, Wise are the three qualities and five elements. That is akasha, air, fire, water, matter. These are the eight gradations of the ninth nature, which is pure. The pure nature is pure consciousness, pure awareness. The others have different gradations in it. Different gradations in it. So these different gradations cause the instability in us. The instability comes through these uh, different gradations which are very active in us. But once you relate to male-female God and uh, worship Him as mother and us as father, they are stable ones. When you relate to the stable ones, you gain stability you When you relate to a fickle-minded one, you also get equally fickle-minded. A monkey cannot help another monkey. Isn't it? Only Hanuman can help a monkey. So therefore, in Germany, stabilization of the other, stabilization of the other, in you, who is no other than you, and treat him as your younger brother. Don't beat him. Treat. Your nature is your younger brother. It keeps arms. Do you let him off? Ah, let him have his own. If your younger brother is not stable, do you help him don't you help him? You should consistently try to help him because it's part of you, your nature. To let it go (laughs) is what is called mundane gemini. For an ordinary person he lets his nature
2: let instably
1: Master Jalgaul gives an excellent sentence for them. Let inst do the work. Let instability do the work. That's why we are unstable with our prayers. We are unstable with our study. We are unstable with our ability to remember. We are unstable with our practices. With respect to all that which helps us to grow stable, we are unstable. Do
2: you let it
1: off? for a while, yes, but not all the time.
2: Daily for a while
1: you let your younger brother enjoy. Don't you tell the children, only one hour with television. Other time you have to do your homework, isn't it? You have to do your exercise, you have to do your homework, you should go to school, only one hour television. It should be allowed. Either like the nature should be marginally allowed to be in unstable and substantially stable. This has to be worked out. When the, stature, when, the st- when the stability is gained gradually by the nature in us, then it tends to be divine nature because only divine nature is stable. Divine nature functions through the poise of the three qualities. And functions as Akasha in the five elements.
2: As Akasha, it shines
1: forth. Always we have the, the relation with the light, of our nature, but it always relates to light in everything. May the light in me be the light before me. It's possible only for those who are in constant connection with Akasha. Isn't It's higher counterpart where you have poise. In qualities, poise is stable. Not inertia or over dynamism. Hyperactivity, hypoactivity, both are equal and stable. Poise is stable nature. Among fire elements, akasha is stable. Vayu is not stable. Head is not it keeps on moving. Fire is always burning. Water is always flowing. Earth is
0: sleeping. <coughs> earth
1: relates to inertia. Air and fire relates to dynamism. Hyperactive. Air and air, fire are hyperactive. Water and earth are, they give you more water in the body, more inert. More matter, still worse. A bit of air, a bit of... A bit of air... A bit of water, more fire, more air is better. Isn't it? We see when we see horoscopes. If there is a lot of earth in it, you can forget about it. <laughs> lot of water, difficult. Some water is needed because you need emotion for good relation. Some water, some earth is needed. No earth, it's a problem. No means he is not interested to ground. He has to make effort to ground himself. No earth, No water, completely dry. <laughs> no one can relate to him and he doesn't relate to anyone. More fire is dangerous. Less fire is dangerous. <laughs> So, the best situation among elements is akasha. That is stable. Akasha and the quality of poise are divine in nature. That is the ninth nature.
2: So, we work
1: through, relating to akasha, we try to gain poise, and through poise we gain to, we try to gain the pure consciousness. That's how you have to make effort to to stabilize your consciousness as full moon consciousness. Stabilize. A stable one experiences exceedingly well. Exceedingly. Full moon experience means full experience. That is what happens. So that is a dimension that you, the other part in you, which is inherently moving. Inherently moving. Keep that move, movement in a good rhythm. You just let it up; it keeps moving. So let it be minimized. If not minimized, it overtakes you. Then the whole life is full of instability. We are never settled. Isn't it? (coughs) Never settled. When we are thirty, we think by forty years we can settle. When we are forty, we think fifty years we will settle. Then fifty, we think of sixty years we settle. In sixty years, by seventy. After seventy, I should only meditate, nothing else. I come to seventy, then you think of eighty. In the meanwhile, Pluto visits.
0: (laughs) Because you are always
1: postponing, you are not serious. (laughs) If you are not serious, you say, Come on, boy, you always postpone, let's go. You you come back again to start afresh. So that's how this instability of Germany is the dangerous part, it has to be more or less stabilized. That's where I spoke to you about relating to you. Jupiter, the So coming back to the healing aspect, I'll also cover it and we'll see what we can do in the afternoon. The color of Gemini is in between blue and the green. It's a beautiful color. It is not green, it is not blue. Blue relates to taras. Blue relates to taras, green relates to cancer. Many think that green is a Gemini, but esoterically Gemini is light green with a significant tone of blue. It is bluish green. That's the color. <coughs> Meaning, it is leaning towards Taurus more than leaning towards Cancer. Cancer is green. Capricorn, the opposite sign of Cancer, it has its impact on Cancer to give, give it dark green even. Green. Green is manifestation into visibility. Light green is also into manifestation. Green with a blue tone. That's the beauty. That is what he said. You can experience it on the neck of the peacock. It looks green. Suddenly when it turns its neck, it is completely blue. In between blue and green, you find the bluish green, green, greenish blue, and suddenly it becomes golden yellow. So many colors it depicts. So the basic color, the esoteric color of Gemini, is what we call aquamarine. It is uh, said in the scriptures as, in the English, written in English, copper sulphate. The color of copper sulphate. That's the color most liked by Master Siddharia.
0: When he asked,
1: what is your color? He said, my color is aquamarine? Aquamarine, meaning he is with the blue, he is also with the green. He is neither green nor blue, but he he is with blue, he is with green. He is with cancer, meaning with the manifest world, he is also with the unmanifest world. That's the beauty of Gemini. That's the color. Apart from the five colors I mentioned. This is a special color of dream, which enables you to heal. It is not easy to master this color. It is not easy to master this color. It requires the discipline of Gemini, that is the discipline of speech. It requires the discipline of Gemini in the sense you need to meditate, Upon that which is preceding Gemini, that is Taurus and Aries. Even who contemplates in the head, continues to receive this energy into his throat and into his heart. And such ones, they are very responsible with their speech. They are not the ones who generally speak. They do hold humor, but they cannot, they don't speak critical, judgmental, opinionated, misleading speeches. They have the discipline. And they are very good healers. It offers great healing ability because through utterance means it is throat into the objectivity. Utterance into objectivity is through throat. Throat is the gateway into the outer world, into objective life. Mm -hmm. So to make a proper utterance, you have to realize the Gemini energies in you. Then you tend to be a great healer. This is another dimension of Gemini. (coughs) So there are so many dimensions, so many animals conglomerate into Germany, As I said, the bull can be. the horse is accommodated, the bull is accommodated, here is Taurus, the lion is accommodated, Leo, the boar, the wild boar of Libra is accommodated, uplifting the boar. The snake and the eagle of Scorpio are accommodated, the elephant of Sagittarius is accommodative. So many are accommodative. By far the most accommodative sign. The most accommodative sign. That's why in Sanskrit, Germany is called Jesta masa. Jesta. Jesta means the biggest. Jesta. The biggest among, the biggest, in the sense which accommodates even elephants. It accommodates elephants, it accommodates lions, it accommodates bulls. All which are seemingly opposing animals can all be accommodated there. That is how you see the family of Shiva. Very accommodated. Very accommodated. He is there with the serpents. He has a fountain on the head, the waters of Aquarius. And he he has a bull. His lady has a lion. He has an elephant, a son with an elephant head. And he has a rat as his vehicle. And he has another son who is a Kumara. And he has a peacock as his vehicle. All this is it's an excellent uh, perception of the seers. It's not that he stays like that somewhere. <laughs> it is a, 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 an excellent combination of energy which is perceived and poetically presented in those forms. It looks otherwise very awkward. Eh? But you always move with a fountain on your head. Water always far. And you have a snake around your neck, a snake here, a snake here. And moving on a bull, and your lady coming on a lion.
0: And one funny
1: elephant-headed man walking by your side. For those who do not know the symbolism, they, they break into laughter with such presentations. But that is how it is. Madam Blavatsky intended to give a portion of this in Isis Sandwich. That is why I carried this only to show you. Last night I went on searching for that symbol in Isis Sandwich. I could not find because of tiresomeness perhaps. This morning prasad helped me with it. I want to show that symbol and close the class. That is why I brought this. Please read Isis Unveiled, Secret Doctrine, daily one page at least. If you see, she gives two pictures of Adonai. Let me first explain this picture. This is on page number 426 of the second volume. Page number 426 of the second volume, where you have this picture. Here is one picture where the face, you can't say it is male face or female face. Beautifully drawn. The face is neither male nor female. You have one picture of Mary, which we place sometimes on altar. You can't say it's male or female. So male-female God, on the top of his head there is an eagle. On the top of the head, there is an eagle. And on one side, there is a bull. On the other side, there is a lion. Lion. And down under, there is something else which is not very visible. (laughs)
0: Likewise,
1: we have again the picture of Shiva. With, with the bull on one side, with the lion on the other side, with the snake in the neck, and with the fountain on the top of the head. She tried to present this concept of the fivefold deity, the deity with the five heads. And she explains the concept of Adhanai, which is Ardhanari, meaning half male, half female God and she gives the names in various theologies relating to this male-female God. So, it's a profound wisdom is there in Isis and in Sacred Slowly reading every day a page or two, and assimilating is important. Assimilation is a very important dimension. If you go on reading without assimilating, it evaporates. So this fivefold God is what we should think of when we pray. The Trinity and the male-female God this is important, and he can be meditated through colors. He can be meditated through symbol. He can be meditated through sound. He can be visualized in every fivefold aspect relating to us it's not by accident that we only have five fingers for the hand. He, somehow the divinity is in deep love with five. Five fingers for the hand, five fingers for the foot, five elements, five pulsations, five sensations, everything, five, 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 and he is himself manifests as five. So five above, five below makes ten. That is virat. The virat has ten fingers. You see. Five elements. The five fold body and the five fold deity in it. Five fold deity residing in five fold body. So total is ten. Five above, five below. Ten is complete. This is this, the work is come. That's how it is. As I said, the mysteries of Gemini and Sagittarius, you you start thinking about it, so many will die. So we continue in the afternoon, and for this time, close for Gemini. Tomorrow, we walk into Solstice Energies. <coughs> I don't plan a big talk because I know. It is a talk before breakfast. <laughs> but the solstice happens tonight and tomorrow. So when you return, you should be able to assimilate the energies. Tomorrow is the day of initiation. Solstice is the day of initiation, isn't it? So you should continue to relate to this energy and assimilate Gemini into you before you start manifesting into the rest of the year. That's how we walk into the zero degrees cancer tomorrow. So the zero degrees cancer is the beginning of the unfoldment of nature. It, it It unfolds in Cancer, in Leo, in Virgo, in Libra, up to Scorpio. (coughs) Thereafter you have again the return journey. So this Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, in a fivefold manner the nature slowly tends to be dancer and dancer and dancer. In Leo, it, it springs up. In Cancer, it springs up. In Leo, it develops I, you go, And it in will go intellect. My, 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 my intelligence, my brain. It's all my. And then in libra it falls into passion. Because of the pride. And your gets into the pit. Then it is closed.
0: <laughs>
1: Until you weep again, <laughs> you don't find the rising. You know? Sagittarius. That's how the dragon works. So about it, uh, some details. This is again a huge, a profound concept. Wisdom is so profound and we try to drink as much as we can only to assimilate and try to live by it. That's what we try to do. And we regather here at noon to do full moon prayer. Full moon meditation. Hmm? First day we did golden stairs. Yesterday we did global peace prayer. Today we do the the full moon meditation at noon. So we would have done three different things in the same rhythm of noon meditation. Let it be so. Thank you.